everyone. Welcome to What Do You Want to Be When You Grow Up? I'm Katie, and I'm your host. You know, people are always asking, like, Hey, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I'm like, well, I don't know. And I don't know what to say. Because, to tell you the truth, I really don't know what I want to do when I grow up. Well, after listening to my podcast, you guys will know just what to say when people ask you that question. Because in this podcast, we talk to people about their jobs and what they do. You guys might think that you know what people do in their jobs, and then bam, we hit you with some top-secret information about just what people do in their day-to-day job lives. Hopefully, this inside information will help you decide just what you want to be when you grow up. So, what do you want to be when you grow up? What? Welcome back to another episode of What Do You Want to Be When You Grow Up? Today's guest on the podcast is Dr. Dennis Vo. He is a chiropractor at Physical Edge in Davis, California. Dr. Vo graduated from Palmer College of Chiropractic, one of the best chiropractic universities in the country. He actually started out wanting to become an optometrist, but a pivotal encounter with a chiropractor changed the course of his life. He is an experienced and accomplished chiropractor and has helped so many people in our community. And after he magically healed my arm and shoulder, I knew I wanted to learn more about his job and what he does every day. Well, here he is. Take a listen to my interview with him, and I hope you enjoy it. Dr. Bo, thank you for being on my podcast. Morning, Katie. How are you? I'm good. How are you? No, no not too bad. <laughs> okay, to start us off, can you tell us a little bit about your job and where you work? Sure. I'm a chiropractor, and I work at Physical Edge over in uh, South Davis. It's a physical therapy clinic slash gym slash rehab center. Thank you. So what is chiropractic? Is it just a way to stop pain or what is it and how does it usually work? So yeah, so chiropractic, just to kind of give a little bit of background history, chiropractic means done by hand. So chiro is hand, is Latin for hand, and practic is to practice, so practice by hand. And so what we mainly use as our vehicle to help patients is what we call an adjustment or a manipulation. The Chiropractic profession's been kind of around since 1895 is when Dr. D.D. Palmer did the first quote-unquote adjustment on a patient and was able to help him regain some of his hearing, you know, according to the folklore. (laughs) And that's when he started the profession of chiropractic. But the manipulations, bone setting, it's been around since the time of the ancient Egyptians. So if you go and look at like some of the hieroglyphics on some of the walls, it actually shows pictures of people laying down on a flat surface and somebody else pushing on their back. So the idea of using manipulation to help in terms of neck pain or back pain has been around for many, many centuries, eons at this point. But chiropractic itself the profession of chiropractic has only been around since about 1895. So yeah, so the type of treatments that I use is the adjustments, but because I work in a physical therapy clinic as well, we use other modalities to help patients get out of pain, like ultrasound, e-stim, soft tissue work, heat packs, cold packs, 
exercises, stretches, so a plethora of modalities to help with patients' um, problems. Wow, I didn't know chiropractic was like around for that long. <laughs> yeah. How long have you been a chiropractor? So I've been practicing since September of 2005. So coming up on, what is that, 16 years at this point? <laughs> so, so yeah, it's been a wild ride and, you know, I look forward to going into work every day because I love it. So Did you have to go to a special school in order to become a chiropractor? Yes. So you have to go to chiropractic school mm -hmm. and currently in California, there's four of them. So two in Northern California and two in Southern California, but in total around the country, there's probably around 22, 23 schools. So, you know, different geographies and all that. Mm -hmm. And then it kind of also depends on where you want to practice. So for instance, say if you wanted to practice like in California, the California board requires that you have a bachelor's degree in conjunction with your chiropractic degree, which is a three to four year program, depending on which school you go to. And in there, they teach you anatomy, they teach you physiology, they teach you how to manipulate. But we also do a lot of training, like medical doctors, we learn, you know, not as much pharmacology, but we do have some pharmacology, microbiology, nutrition. So it's a pretty holistic education. That's cool. Yeah. So it's college and then you have to go to like chiropractic school. Yeah. So like I said, I'm sorry, I didn't finish that. It's, it's okay. So yeah. So if you go to like a state like Idaho or Montana mm -hmm. that has a little bit less in terms of requirements, you can get like an, a two-year AA degree okay. prior to going into your chiropractic profession or your professional school. And then you can become a chiropractor there. But for, like I said, New York, California requires a, a bachelor's degree on top of your mm -hmm. chiropractic doctorate degree. I see. Yep. That's cool. How did you know you wanted to become a chiropractor? Actually, I didn't. So back in when I went to UC Davis, I knew I wanted to go into some sort of healthcare uh -huh. field. And my parents wanted me, of course, to become a doctor, you know, medical doctor, <laughs> do the whole, you know, the typical Asian parents. But that just wasn't for me. I get squeamish at blood, you know, mm -hmm. and it's like, so I, I didn't know, I didn't know what I was going to, yeah. I didn't know what I was going to do. And so I actually was thinking about going into optometry. So I took all the prerequisites for optometry school. I took the OATs. I did multiple internships, shadowing other optometrists. I even worked at LensCrafters for a couple of years, working on the manufacturing side, actually making the glasses working on the optician side, helping patients fit glasses, even checking prescriptions, and even shadowing the doctors that were hired at LensCrafters. So mm -hmm. all in all, I was all in to go to optometry school. Yeah. And then I was at one of my internships, and I had this come to Jesus moment. That <laughs> I was like, I can't do this. This is not for me. Mm -hmm. So I um, went home and told my parents and I said, you know what, I don't want to do this anymore. And of course, my parents were quite upset because they had put all of their effort into getting me into optometry school. I was going to be an optometrist and decided, you know, that wasn't for me. Mm -hmm. So my wife at the time was living in Millbrae. So she was you know, my girlfriend, my wife at the time. And so I was visiting her one weekend and there was a, an art and wine festival in the downtown Millbrae area. So we walked down there and just kind of walked around, looked at some of the arts and crafts and all there. And there was actually a booth that had six chiropractors there. 
Mm-hmm. So they were performing spinal screenings, you know, just a, just a community outreach where people would come in, they would check their spine. They had, I think, like a posture and analyzer, you know, to oh. show you where your shoulders are, how off your hips are, you know, kind of all the, the gimmicky stuff and all that. But it was a good buy-in for patients to come mm-hmm. and sit down and talk to the chiropractors. And at the time I was working at LensCrafters, I was still living at home with my, you know, I'd gone to UC Davis and then I actually moved back home with my parents because I wanted to kind of figure things out and figure out what I wanted to do with my life. And so one of the chiropractors that was there was actually in San Jose. So his office was in San Jose. And so he's like, yeah, come by and why don't you just hang out with me a couple days a week and, you know, on your days off. And then just kind of see what I do. So on my days off, I would go visit him at the office and hang out for three, four hours there Mm -hmm. uh, in the morning. And I fell in love with it. Patients would come in with pain in their backs, pain in their necks, headaches, whatnot. And he would treat these patients with his hands. And I think that's the coolest part about chiropractic is really all you need to help a person is a flat surface and your hands. And I mean, you can, you can do so much. And so, I was just so, you know, enthralled by it. I was like, after about two weeks of hanging out in his office, I was like, you know what? This is what I want to do. So I went in to my general manager at LensCrafters and I said, here's my two weeks notice. Mm -hmm. And I told my parents I want to apply to chiropractic school. And they thought I was crazy. They were like, Cairo, what? (laughs) What is this? What is this? And then I told my wife and she was like, you know what? If that's what you really want to do, I support you 100%. So applied to chiropractic school and 16 years later, I'm still doing what I love. And the crazy part is I'd never actually been treated by a chiropractor before. Like I just had shadowed him. I never had a chiropractic adjustment. A lot of my classmates had the, I guess the chiropractic miracle story, you know, they had gotten to some sort of injury, like due to a motor vehicle accident or due to like some sort of sports injury and a chiropractor helped them. So that's what they wanted to do. They wanted to also help people as well. And so, and they, they went in that. I, like I said, never had that story. I didn't even know what an adjustment mm-hmm. was by the time I started chiropractic school, but learning the philosophy, learning that you can treat somebody without use of medications or surgery and really affect their life in a positive way. I was like 100% all in. So just kind of fell into it, as you can kind of say. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. I think it's good to hear that you don't always have to know what you do, like right away. You can always change your mind and stuff. Yeah. I mean, of course, growing up, my parents were the typical Asian parents. You know, you either are going to be a doctor, a lawyer, or an engineer. Those were the only three things. And I kind of grew up being like pigeonholed into that. And it just so happened that I kind of fell into something that I love and it was still in the healthcare field. But yeah, but you're absolutely right. You know, it's like, it's different for everybody, you know, at what age that you can kind of, so. Could you describe a typical workday for us? Like, how does it usually go? Yeah. So my typical workday usually starts right after I drop my kids off at school. Mm -hmm. Then I get to the office anywhere between 10 to 15 minutes before the first patient. And we have interns at our office that really help us out. We have a really robust internship program. They're mostly UC Davis students. Sometimes we get students from other colleges that used to grow up in Davis, went away for school, and then they're back for the summer. So we get some of those. Occasionally, we'll get high school students in that are really, really interested in learning about rehab, physical medicine, physical therapy, chiropractic. Mm -hmm. And so usually 
I have an intern that's assigned to me one in the morning, one in the afternoon. And so before the first patient, we go over the patient lineup for the morning. You know, Mrs. Jones is, uh, you know, and of course I'm using anonymous names here, but like Mrs. Jones as a cervical patient, you know, neck patient has been having pain for the last 10 years. And this is what I want you to do for her, you know, set her up on heat, set her up on stem, show her these exercises. And then we go through all the patients in the morning. And then so the intern knows like what the game plan is. And then we start our day. Usually the the intern and I bring the uh, patient back, ask them how their last treatment went, what their symptoms are for today. And then we go from there. Depending on what they say, we can pivot and do different things. Showing them different exercises, get them adjusted, do some physical therapy modalities. And then usually that leads us right to the lunch hour. It's pretty fast paced because there's one patient usually right after the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then take a little break for lunch. And then my afternoon intern comes in. Again, same thing. We go for the afternoon lineup, see patients pretty much until about 4 35 o'clock. And then I take my doctor hat off and put my dad hat on, go pick up the kids and take them to soccer. So that's really interesting. What would you say is the a common age group that comes to your office? Like, do you treat people of all ages? Yeah. So I like to say I have like a general practice. So I see everybody from little babies to old ladies, you know, so yeah. Yeah. I've seen patients as as young as three weeks old. And so, yeah. (laughs) So yeah. So because we're a physical therapy clinic and because this is a college town, the average patient is a college student. Mm-hmm. And usually because we are kind of sports oriented, we have a lot of association with the soccer clubs uh-huh. and the basketball teams and all that. So we see a lot of athletes in our clinic, but we have a lot of geriatric patients. We have a lot of juvenile patients as well. So, uh, so it's, it's really a plethora of a good like swath of the community. Yeah, speaking yeah. of athletes, I read in your bio that you treated athletes and was like the team doctor for high schools and colleges. Yes. Tell me a little bit about that. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> is that any different than being a chiropractor at Physical Edge? So, when I first started in chiropractic, I was working at a practice up in Rockland. And that doctor was also had a very, like, much of a sports focus. And so they were right across the street from Sierra College, where he actually went to school there for a few years, Mm -hmm. right? And so he had a working relationship with the wrestling coach because he was a wrestler himself. And so they would send a lot of their athletes over for us to treat them. And yeah, so we were their official, I guess, team doctor for them. Again, because of the sports focus, we get a lot of like athletes that, you know, are avid cyclists, avid marathon runners and and whatnot. I also read you also have experience with like accident and injury care, as well as chronic pain. Tell me about that. How do you treat chronic pain? So chronic pain is a little bit different animal to treat. So the difference between acute and chronic pain is something that happened within the last like two weeks, right? That's acute care. Like you lift something heavy and you throw your back out or you play basketball on the weekend and you strain your back, right? That's something acute. Chronic pain is something that a person's been dealing with for at least six months, right? And that's a little bit harder to kind of treat because it's almost like a neurological rewiring, right? So let's say 
for instance, I, us I usually give this example to my patients. Let's say a big heavy boulder fell on your foot, right? Well, it hurts. Mm -hmm. The nerves are sending that signal up to your brain saying, hey, there's something wrong down there. Mm -hmm. You need to fix it, right? But the body is so amazing. You can actually leave that boulder on your foot for a long time and the pain will still be there, but you'll still be able to deal with it, right? So a lot of times that's what happens with people is that they have back pain or they have neck pain, but they quote unquote live with it, mm -hmm. right? And they don't do anything about it. Well, your body knows that there's something wrong. And so it keeps sending that signal, right? And if you keep like ignoring it, what ends up happening is that signal gets louder and louder oh, and louder okay. and louder until you actually do something about it, mm -hmm. right? So finally, your body's screaming at you like, hey, do something. And you finally decide, okay, I'm going to move that boulder off my foot now, mm -hmm. okay? So now like everything's fixed, right? But your body has developed this kind of memory. It's like, okay, if anything happens in that area again, we can't wait because we don't know when the problem's going to actually get taken care of. Okay. So the next time something as simple as like a leaf falls on your foot, for right? The body is already geared up. It's already like primed to send off those emergency signals. And so something as light as a leaf falls on your toe, all that cascade happens and your body is like screaming as if it was a heavy boulder again, right? So that's kind of what happens with chronic pain. So there's a lot of like unraveling, a lot of layers to the onion, so to speak, to unravel when dealing with chronic pain patients. I read that besides working with athletes, you also cater to the needs of pregnant women, children of all ages, and the elderly. Mm -hmm. Is working with any of those people any different? Yes. So with elderly patients, osteoporosis is an important factor, right? So for somebody who is older in age, you know, you obviously treat them a little bit differently in terms of how much force you can put into using in it, you know, to doing an adjustment. Okay. Sometimes with patients, we use what's called an activator, which is a little bit lighter form of adjusting mm -hmm. to help them. Some basic stretches, just getting them up, getting, you know, also with uh, geriatric patients, they have usually have a lot of arthritis, right? So wear and tear of the joints is something that we usually have to take into account. What would you say is your favorite part about your job? Oh, the patients by far. Mm -hmm. The patients by far. To me, everybody is different and everybody has a story. Okay. And there's a Buddhist saying that find a job you love and you'll never have to work a day in your life, right? Mm -hmm. And that's what it feels like. It doesn't feel like work to me. Right. Because it really is going to a place, and I've said it before, it's like hanging out with my friends all day, yeah. right? But on bonus side, I get to treat them and make them feel better, mm -hmm. right? So, I mean, it's like I used to work in a practice that we would see close to 400, 500 patients a week, which was just, you know, like... That's a lot, yeah. Really, really, you know, you just run them through. Yeah. And so now, you know, it's like I love this style of practice that I can actually take a step back and actually get to know my patients. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I've developed deep friendships like over the years from my patients here. And so it's always been like my patients that have made coming to work such a joy. This type of job is it's a service job, right? You mm -hmm. deal with the public, you deal with patients. And I'm quite an introvert. You know, I mean, it's like it's hard for me to like talk to people sometimes. Mm -hmm. But I'm different in the office, right? Because I have to be. It's like I'm able to interact with patients because that's kind of like my zone right there, right? And so in this type of profession, that's what you kind of have to do is you have to be able to be able to talk to people. 
What advice would you give someone who's interested in pursuing a similar career path as you? Well, you really have to know yourself. With chiropractic, there aren't a whole lot of opportunities. So I work with a group of physical therapists, Mm -hmm. right? And in physical therapy, after you complete your physical therapy degree, you have multiple opportunities, right? So you can work in a hospital, you can work in a skilled nursing facility, outpatient, inpatient. There's a whole lot more job opportunities out there for physical therapists. Chiropractors, on the other hand, you kind of have to forge your own path right? Like I worked as an associate when I first got out of school, which gave me a lot of experience, a lot of hands-on adjusting experience, a lot of experience dealing with patients, but obviously didn't pay much, right? And my boss told me that he did that on purpose. He doesn't pay you a a decent salary because he doesn't want you to be here for the rest of your life. (laughs) He wants you to go out and do your own thing, right? So after about two years there, I, you know, I, I looked at him and I said, you know what? I think it's time for me to do my own thing. Yeah. And so finding opportunities, it's like you kind of have to be a little bit of a go-getter in, mm-hmm. in order to be in this type of profession. Yeah. Explore. Do internships. Mm-hmm. Shadow different people. Definitely. You know, hang out. I have a lot of interns that they have seen chiropractors in the past. And it's like everybody's a little bit different, right? Like every clinic is set up a little bit differently. And they've always said like, oh, you know, this is totally different than what my chiropractor at home does, you mm-hmm. know, and, and again, that's kind of the beauty of chiropractic is that there's different techniques, not just like kind of one style. So mm-hmm. if, it, if it doesn't work for you, then another doctor might. And that's what I tell my kids. I'm like, you don't have to be a certain profession. That's good, yeah. You know, if you want to do this, do this, yeah. you know, if you want to be that, do that. But I just want you to be the best at it. Mm-hmm. It's like whatever you decide you want to do, go all in on it. Make sure you love it. Make sure you love it. Exactly. Well, guys, that's it. I'm Katie, your host, and thank you so much for listening to today's episode of What Do You Want to Be When You Grow Up? Hopefully you guys learned a lot, and if you want to learn more about the person I interviewed today, check the show notes for a link. Well, guys, I'll see you next time. Katie out.